Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am joined here today with my friend, Quilin Nikonmara. Hi, Qui. (laughs) Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, It feels so good to have you here. Um, So I'm going to introduce you and then we will just jump right in. I want my viewers, or my viewers, my listeners, um, I think the main thing I just want them to know is how hot you are, quite honestly. (laughs) Um, But to let you in on who else uh, Kui is, she is a desire and purpose coach. Um, She lives in London. She also hosts a podcast, which you might be interested in. It's called In Bed with Kui, super hot. Um, And she describes herself as a devotee of the erotic, which to me, um, just uh, that that one phrase just completely... um, captures who I know you to be in the world, Hui. And, uh, and yeah, I want to let people in on um, how we met, which was um, at a retreat in Northern California. I, f- I forget what the retreat was, actually. I mean, maybe it was like masculine, feminine dynamics or... Yeah something, something like that, you know, so we've met on this, this feminine path that we've both been on. Um, but Kui had flown all the way from London, uh, to come to this retreat. And one of my first meaningful interactions, um, with her was during an exercise. We were, um, exploring dominant and submissive, like power dynamics, uh, which was a space that was pretty new for me. Like I had heard about it. I had been curious about it. And we were just, you know, exploring that, um, you know, creating tension in, um, you know, energetically with another person. And uh, Kui and I were partnered together for an exercise. And I will just never forget the feeling that I had in my body this was after a five minute exercise, I think. And, um, and Kui was, was doming me. Um, and I was her submissive. Um, so meaning I was surrendering to her and, and her energy and she was you know pouring into me. It was really a simple exercise, but I just remember the way that you handled me, Kui, um, 
I just felt all of this electricity in my body, like all of the hairs on my body stood up. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay, if this is what being a submissive is like, I'm in. Um, so thanks for being here. I'm so thank grateful for you. Thank you for that super hot introduction. And um, I loved that scene as well. It was very, for me, it was a real moment of my expression of that sexual animal that sits in my body. And it was a mm. real moment to express because it's like, I had a lot of visions and sense around how to dominate a woman. And mm -hmm. in that space, I had uh, the, the, your trust to express that. And I really felt it. And I like remember how I held you. And like, I remember there was one moment where I was like pulling your hair and I had my like leg on your butt and I was pushing you back, <laughs> something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I remember holding your hair in one hand and like pushing you and like grabbing your ass at different points. And it just felt so deeply hot and in flow and really pleasurable for me too. Oh, yes. And your nails on my neck at one point. <laughs> just, I just thought, wow, you know, and so and so for me, not only was it my like one of my first forays really into exploring that dynamic, you know, but also it was a kind of a, a pivotal moment for me on my pathway to um really fully accepting my attraction, my sexual attraction to women, you know, and just being in full acceptance of that. Like you created a space for that. Mm, thank you. I'm glad. I know, right? Yeah. We didn't choose each other. We just got paired, which was meant to be. Uh -huh. Um, Oh, well, now that we've just started with all the hot stuff, oh my, oh my gosh, I know, <laughs> I can feel myself sweating already. We're, what, five minutes into this? Uh, this is going to go great. Uh, well, so Kui, I'd love to just, um, just back up a little bit. Uh, and, you know, there's so much um, gold that I think um, that you can share with my listeners. Uh, but I know that, you know, this journey that you've been on, um, it's been a journey. And so I'd love to just, you know, kind of take a little step back and go to the beginning and have you share with us like where, you know, who you were before you started taking on all this work. Um, and uh, yeah, what your, what your life was like and kind of how you got on this path. Yeah, so, so my beginnings was I was working in corporate world in advertising in London. It's kind of a flashy world where it's like entertaining clients and working hard. And um, I had come out of a relationship. And while I was in that relationship, I was quite sick. I'd gotten interstitial cystitis, which is like mm -hmm. basically like experiencing chronic bladder um, infections. And I had like I'd had bad sex in that I couldn't really have a lot of sex. And when I did have sex, my conditioning was such that I was very bad at asking for what I wanted. 
I was very good at getting resentful about that. And I... <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to ask for what I want and I'm going to make you wrong for it. How about that? <laughs> exactly. So I was really good at that resentment. And, um, and yeah, I, I wasn't having what I wanted. I wasn't asking for what I wanted. And I felt that frustration and I felt that gap and I was very in my head. And then when I, when I broke up, like when we broke up, I went in this journey of personal development and then I discovered, I was reading the book Pussy by Mama Gina. Mm -hmm. And in it, she referenced the practice of orgasmic meditation. And Mm -hmm. I was like, hold on a second. What is this? What is that? (laughs) You mean mean to say there is a clit stroking practice where a person will stroke my clit for no other reason than for a spoke to feel. And I just thought it was radical. And I felt in my body that was just lit up. And I was like, oh, I'm doing that. Like, I already had a good sense of knowing at that point. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing that. And, um, and then I, I did that. I did an introductory course. And I signed up on the day to learn how to teach the practice and to be a life coach using the foundations of the practice. I signed all up to that without having even done it. I just knew in my body, I was such a yes. Like, oh my gosh wait this is this is incredible I did not I'm I'm learning you know as we go here right uh yeah I did the same thing oh no way (laughs) the day that I learned I was like oh what are all the things that I could um sign up for yep I'll take one of everything yep for my clitoris great (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, I had that same sense. It was like landing at Hogwarts, you know, like this magic mm-hmm. school where it's like, oh, wow. It just felt so radical and wonderful and fresh and new. And I was like, I'm really excited about pursuing this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So then what happened? So then I maintained like corporate career. Meanwhile, diving into different trainings so completing the coaching program doing the intensive like the one I did with you and other intensives and I immersed myself in other studies so I learned um, and studied BDSM and then like I practiced like other practices like Jade Egg with another teacher so I just like really really dove into erotic expression and erotic awakening so it wasn't just focused on oh how can I feel more pleasure in my body it was using my body as a compass to feel truth and to use that truth to follow my desire and Mm. and in a way it's like a path of spiritual awakening because when you're pursuing the path of truth you're essentially or in my experience I'm stripping away ego and so that I can just truly be in service so, mm. and that's not what I initially thought I was signing up for. I didn't realize. Oh, oh was, my gosh. You're like, could I just practice. feel a little more in my body? Like that could be cool. I know. I, I feel the same way. I was, was not trying to get in touch with the truth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, tell me, Kui, like what, um, you you took on this work and just dove in, right? And and I'm curious, um, how what was it like with the people in your life? Like, how were people reacting to it? How were your friends? How were your family with it? 
what you know because we're we're given so many messages from the world about what's appropriate or how we're supposed to be so talk us through how that was yeah, so for me, I've always been really upfront about my life. So I shared it with people immediately. I told people in work, I told my bosses, I told senior management, basically. Oh my gosh. Wait, and hold on. You were in what industry again? Advertising. Advertising. Uh, Still, that's pretty like edgy, Quee. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it was a cool company. They're very like, as in quite progressive and understanding. Um, hmm and I told my family, I told my friends, I told everyone. I was like an evangelist straight away. I was like, this is incredible practice. Every every woman should get her clit stroked. It's like saying, you know, every woman sign up for this. And like with the men, I'm like, guys, you don't understand what you're going to get out of this practice. It's incredible. It's incredible. So so, so that was my, my starting point. And what I didn't realize was I was so enthusiastic at the start. And I couldn't feel the fact that I was knocking a lot of people out. And people like the thing about sexuality and sexual conditioning is most people have a very narrow range when it comes to discussing sex. And at a right. certain point, a lot of people Wait, and let's look wait, do you mind if I interrupt you? Let's let's slow that down. When we say like people, because I think we use that word range, um, t- tell the people what we're talking about when we say narrow range in terms of sexuality. Yeah. So, oh, wow. How do I explain this? Okay. So say um, people have a smaller capacity. So it's like, um, I could hear you talk about like wild BDSM stuff and I would stay conscious and I'd be able to stay engaged in the conversation and be curious, but someone who has, who isn't exposed to a lot of sexual conversation, what could happen is, oh, we'll talk about the word clit and that might hit off shame that they have or a story that they don't feel enough or something. And what could happen is instead of being able to be present and curious in the conversation with me, they'll check out and they'll. Right. They're like, this is too much to be with. And it's not that they don't love you or don't want to hear. It's just literally like, wait, this is information overload and I can't actually be with this. Exactly. And it's, it's like, cause people are uncomfortable with sexuality. If you think about it, so many people get uncomfortable when you bring up the topic of sex and if they don't want to talk about it, you know, it's, it's not on me to force them into that. And, yeah. um, so there was a way, there was a disconnect where I would talk about it and I wasn't really feeling how other people were receiving it sometimes. <laughs> and uh, You're like, I'm so excited. I'm so turned on. Why can't you just, yeah. Okay. Got it. So how did you, um, work with that over time once you started to realize that? So I calibrated somewhat. And at the same time, there's just a level of truth that I, that I show up with as well. You know, yeah. so like there's, there's so much calibration. So when I was still working in corporate, I basically had to shut down a lot of the like the conversations I would have because, um, they just weren't appropriate for the workplace to me, they were, but for other people, they right. Were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I talk about anything anywhere. And like, you know, that's actually not how other people operate. So so when I worked in an office, then it was to like dial back a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and how do you think um, opening up your sexuality impacted how you showed up in this, you know, really sexy corporate job? (laughs) 
so hilarious. It actually set my corporate career on fire, truth be told. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. <laughs> because um, I access so much truth in my body and my sense of where my genius lies wasn't mm-hmm. in the corporate world. You know, I like I'm a good operator in the corporate world. And does it bring me the level of joy that I get when I'm coaching or I'm in service, like to someone's sexual awakening? It doesn't even touch the side. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Right. So, so it just meant, oh, I actually can't operate in that world anymore. I just, I have just to. can't. It's not even an option. Yeah, yeah, who knows? But like, God, it's you, you know, like no. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say like never say never. Um, yeah, no, just no. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, and I love that because it, it really speaks to that thing we were um, talking about a few minutes ago. Just the truth. Like when you start getting in touch with your body and your sexuality, the truth comes out. Whether or not you like it, it's there. Oh yeah, and it's and it's often against their preferences, right? So yeah. so my preference for truth would be that I'm like slick and cool and fast <laughs> and you know, everything is easy for me and I'm like uber powerful alpha woman and like that would be my preference. And the truth of who I am is so much softer and slower than that. And so mm-hmm. much more like vulnerable and heart opened and sensitive than mm-hmm. anything than my preferences would ever have me be. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, um, yeah, that's the other thing. I think when I talk about this, like sexual awakening work, you know, oftentimes if people just hear that, they think like, oh, it's going to be pornographic and oh, this whole like big dramatic thing. But really there's this like level of softness that you're speaking to. That to me is the feminine path. Yeah, and and like part of my sexual awakening was the pornographic stuff. To be to be honest, yeah, sure. I have like you know there is a like a beastie part of me that likes all of the the like intense sexual experiences, and I'm I'm glad I've done a lot of them, and I'm not saying they're no forever. Yeah. And right now, what feels more true is like connected uh, sex with my partner. That actually mm-hmm. feels like truth. And when like before we got together, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have two men and you know, we're gonna <laughs> go, like have this like flashy, like intense polyamorous. Yeah. And I, right now that's not true. I'm not saying it won't ever be true, but right, right now it's not. It's like a way softer connection that's more devoted to us too than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Ah, well, okay. I want to hear more about this relationship um, because I haven't even, you know, officially talked to you about it. I've just been seeing, um, you know, what you've been sharing. Um, So let's see, maybe just tell us a little bit about like ground us in like where you've been in the pandemic and, you know, kind of what happened? Like March, when was this? March, uh, 2020 take us back okay so to dial it back even further I quit my job in January 
And I basically was meant to move into a place and then that fell through. So I was homeless and I stayed Great. in a spare room. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea where the road was going to take me. Like, mm-hmm. none. And so then I went back to Northern California in mid-Feb where you and I met. And I was, I went there. I did a small retreat there. And then instead of staying there for a week, I stayed there for a month. So... <laughs> It was all very orgasmic and like fly by the seat of my pants. And then the pandemic was closing in and like they were talking about closing the borders in the US. So I was like, fuck. And my sister called from home in Dublin and she's like, Quee, you need to come home. You need to come home to Ireland. You cannot stay in America. Yeah. You just can't. So I move home to my sister's house and, um, you know, still like starting to build my business and figure things out on the way. And, um, and while in her box room. <laughs> wait, bo- wait, what is, hold on, for the, the American room. listening, oh, yeah, what is a box room? <laughs> like a box room, this is probably a really Irish thing, oh my God. <laughs> um, a box room is like the small single bed room in a terraced house. Uh, like, like okay. Small. Like you a little, like a yeah. mini guest room. Yeah, it's really small. And okay. um, so I was in my sister's spare room. Yeah, halfway babysitting my nephew, building my business on the side, creating a podcast. And while I was in my sister's, I was like, whoa, I, I had been doing a lot of work on myself. And I realized, whoa, I really want a man. Mm. I... I like felt that land in my body and I'd been saying it for years, but what was different was I was doing journaling and what happened was I could feel the fears that were holding me back and I could see them for the first time and how stupid they were. I just (laughs) felt so, I was just like, they're so stupid, that limiting belief. Why do I think that? Wow. And I, I let it go. And, Mm -hmm. um, And I was also at the time I was on dating apps and I had quite a sexy profile. Um, Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, it was a hot profile. And and what I was getting was men who were just sending me dick pics, you know, to be real. Yeah. Like loads of, and it was very saucy interactions. And I was like, oh, this isn't in alignment with my desire for a long-term man. Anna's mm-hmm. in Dublin. So it's like Tinder with men in Dublin. I like, no plan to stay in Ireland. Right. So I deleted, I deleted my Tinder. It was gone. And I was working with a coach at the time. We started our relationship and uh, our coaching relationship. And she's like, what are your desires? And I said, I want a man. And she's like, tell me specifically what you want to experience. And I told her. Mm-hmm. And so that was on the Monday. And then on the Sunday or on the Saturday of that week, my friend was hosting an event in the, um, in our community, in the orgasmic meditation community. She was hosting an online speed dating event on the Saturday. Mm. And, um, she'd messaged me. She's like, where are you coming to this? And I was like, no, cause I was really fucked up that day and I hated the world. And I was like, I'm not going, you know, <laughs> I hate the world. And, uh, but then a minute beforehand, something moved through me, some instinct and knowing moved through me. And I picked up my phone and in the last minute signed up to the event. 
Oh my gosh. So crazy. I just love this queen. (laughs) This is so magical. I love this story. So, So I get on the call and I saw Matt and Matt, I had, um, I had met him in London twice in person. We'd never kissed, never had any sexual interaction. And when I had seen him, I had clocked him as my type. I just went, oh, he's my type. And when I saw him on the call, I got this huge grin that wouldn't go. I just smiled immediately seeing him. Um, wow. Whoa. Um, and what happened then, because it was a Zoom call, and we're all familiar with them now, um, they, they did breakout rooms. So they would allocate couples to a breakout room and then split <laughs> them up and then put them in another breakout room, whatever. <laughs> you know, modern dating at its best. And um, we were meant to be put in a room with everybody once. So I was really nervous about being put in a room with Matt and um, I got put in a room with him and I was like the prompt because we were always given a prompt was mm-hmm. what do you desire from a relationship now I had this list ready because I prepared it oh uh, yeah so prepared so ready so I, I has high sensation stuff so I said to him this is exactly what I want and he just went yeah yeah <sighs> it was so good <laughs> So good. And what then, was the feeling in your body in that moment? Oh, I was just like, oh, I know. I just knew. I just knew. I was like, oh, I'm done. Like a party was like, oh yeah, we're we're done now. And like he shared his his desires and they were really aligned. And then we got put in a room with each other again, despite the fact that shouldn't have happened, but it did. What? Yeah. And then I said to him, the prompt is what you don't want. I said, what I don't want. And he, again, he was like, yes. And then again, he shared his and I was like, yes. And we, the event finished and the organizers, organizers connected us. And um, so we, from that moment, we felt like a couple, but I'll tell you about how we decided to move in together a month later. Yeah, because the the whole, I mean, I told you this when I reached out to you for the podcast, you know, I've just been watching your relationship. And to me, it just kind of just breaks all of these ideas that we have in the world about timelines and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and how should it go and, you know, just all of that. So yeah, I would love to hear. So, So you moved in together next correct yeah so how that lined up was I was talking to my coach I was on a call with Matt we were doing this group thing with friends this course and um Mm -hmm. my body started to shake on the call because I was like oh my god I need to move in with Matt it just came through and I was like I need to move in with this man I need in London yeah and I texted my coach it and um and then afterwards, quickly after that, I had a call with Matt and he's like, Quee, what's the story? When are you coming back to London? And I was like, well, I've no idea yet, but I trust that when it's meant to happen, it will happen. And I was like, but if I was to move, it would be mid-June. And he, and I was like, and what's the story with you? Cause he was in like, he was staying at a friend's place and he's like, oh, he's like, well, I'm moving in mid-June. And we're about like, okay and like I wasn't gonna bring it up but then he goes Quee it would be remiss of me not to mention that we're both 
moving at the same time. We should be. <laughs> Wait, this is adorable. It would be remiss of me. I don't know if you prayed that, that but like cool. something like that. The vibe yeah. was like BTW. Can we just actually acknowledge that we're both moving at the same time? Yeah, and and I should imagine this. Up until that point, we'd built a really strong connection. It wasn't just that one call. Yeah, that, right. Like, we'd been in regular communication and we'd built up a lot of intimacy doing like eye gazing practices and like radical honesty. So like we'd built a strong connection, like than you would have in, in the conventional sense. And, um, so then I was a yes. I was like, fuck, okay, I'm going to move in with him. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. What did your friends and family say? So I, <laughs> everybody was just like, fuck's sake, Queen. Like, oh my God. You know, nobody was really shocked because they're just used to me at the same time for just doing right. whatever I want. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, oh, how unusual of Queen to do something that's radically weird. So there, there wasn't that level of like shock that if I was someone who'd never done anything a bit weird. And yeah. at the same time, they were all a bit like, are you sure about him? Are you sure? And I was like, I'm sure. And they're like, it's very soon. I was like, yeah, but I know. Um, But like there was moments where I was like, am I insane? And I was like, no, I'm not insane. Yeah. Well, and how did you um, reckon with that voice in the moment? Or like, yeah, how did you be with that? You know, Uh, like your own voice and also just the voices of your family and friends. Yeah, because I'd hear their voices and I'd hear what they'd say, but I also would check back in on my body. And I'm like, at that point, I have a really good relationship with knowing truth. And mm-hmm. with this, I, it wasn't like, sometimes it's hard to discern that in the subtle things. But for something that big, it just felt just true. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like under debate. It was like true. So, um, yeah, so I'd hear them. And I had a coach at the time and we were talking through this stuff as well. So just yeah. energetically having her there to talk to about it was really useful. Yeah, totally. No, I, I feel the same way. When I'm, when I'm going through a big thing, I need reflections of my, you know, of coaches and also like sisters who I know will tell me the truth, not like the thing that I want to hear, you know? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So, so then we, and like, so then we met in the airport and okay um, and this is wait you're seeing each other for the first time and you're like great we're moving in together <laughs> so we seen each other in person but it was just like we were like moving in together without having kissed without having had sex without having like even and we weren't even like doing camera sex or anything like that it wasn't like that energy so it was like it was all so unknown wow so high sensation and uh, and it was hot you know and tentative and tender and loving it wasn't Mm. like just like whoa like let's go fuck it was like oh I actually feel my heart is really open and loving here and Mm. you know in a way and it just felt landed like oh this is where I meant to be this is this is it you know that felt like undeniable in my body um Mm. 
What advice um, would you give to women? You know, I can imagine being a woman listening to this thinking, oh, geez, like that sounds crazy. But like, how, you know, um, I guess the question is, what advice would you give to women around finding truth for themselves? You know, because this is, it's, it's magical, yeah. this thing you're describing. Yeah, so I have cultivated that knowing with, like, I'm basically a modern monk in terms of practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds yeah. wild. And I'm so deeply devoted to practices so for for people who aren't in touch with their bodies like a practice like orgasmic meditation um or some self-pleasure uh intentional touching of your pussy and cultivating sexual energy is so key because waking up that sexual energy uh wakes up your body and your knowing so that would be the first thing and then yeah oh and can I pause you for a second um just I just want to just for those of you who haven't heard the word practice before will you share what you see like what practice means to you yeah so it's anything I do with intention so um I like a journaling so journaling regularly is a practice or meditating regularly working out regularly is a practice reading a book going for a walk it's something that I do consistently and that I do with consciousness and awareness and I do it even when I don't feel like it feel like it yeah committed to doing it so I meditate every day are there days I don't want to meditate a hundred percent and yeah. I still meditate. Right, right, right. Awesome. Yeah, I love um that's such good advice. Just the taking on any practice that will support you to cultivate your like sexual energy and even just your sexual relationship with yourself. Exactly. That's beautiful. Uh, okay. So I'm just picturing you and Matt in the pandemic, you're working things out. It's really tender. It's really soft. It sounded like, it sounds like it was just this new kind of nutrient that you were accessing through your relationship. Um, so tell me, yeah, kind of give me the headline of just how it's, how it's evolved and where you find yourself today. Wow. It's so interesting. I don't know if you know this part or do you that we got engaged Maybe. oh yeah month. oh yeah I, yeah, yeah I saw I saw that yeah I saw that yeah. which again was another reason why I was like I have got to reach out to Kui to hear this whole story and I want the world to hear it yeah carry so, on so 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 funny when we were like in the first week of us being together I remember in my head like just unconsciously subconsciously I'd be thinking about Matt as my husband and I'd be like oh yeah well that's my husband and I like wanted to almost call him that and it was weird and um and we were also talking about our desires for the future and like we were talking about when to set up a commune in like a rural place and the way we were talking about oh if we were to have kids like how would we have kids or it just all felt like oh we both want these things and we want to do them together it just was Mm. like oh of course i want to have kids with you oh of course i want to set up an intentional community with you of course you know Mm -hmm. and so it felt like again like true and um so fast forward a few weeks into our connection a month and a half we like and we were talking about a friend 
and um he like we were talking about her relationship with her husband and he whatever came up he was like Quee, you know you keep hinting about us having kids like kind of like their setup like the other relate couple were and he's like but like tell me like officially do you want to have kids with me and I was like joking but I said to him and I go Matt oh you know me I just want you to marry me and knock me up okay <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, so I was like, I was telling him the truth. And he just turns to me, you know, dead serious. And he's like, will you marry me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it just felt beautiful and true. And it was like... um it it just felt like a landing, you know, like it was just speaking something that was already arranged, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, wow, we're just talking about something that I already knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just, I love this story so much. Um, part, you know, one piece is just the, the whole thread of truth throughout it. I mean, I can just... Uh, feel it in this conversation. It just is present in the conversation. You know, as a coach, like we're trained to just feel that whatever that thing is in a conversation. And I can just, I can just feel the truth here. Um, and then the other piece that I love is the, um, there wasn't like, it wasn't like he, you know, like however people want to get engaged is totally fine with me. But the, the thing I love about this is just the like, Oh, like there didn't actually have to be a production. (laughs) You know, people can have a production if they want. Right. But the, when truth was present, it was just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Like this is what we're doing. It's already, it kind of has the feeling of like, it was already in motion and it was already happening and then you were both just actually like, acknowledging it and putting language to it. Yeah, exactly. And, and what was interesting, yeah, because there wasn't a production. And then I said to Matt afterwards, I was like, oh, I want you to get me a ring and I want you to like surprise me with the ring sometime. <gasps> yes, that is so hot. Because <laughs> yeah, like, and that took, I, I got coached in that by a few friends because I was like mm-hmm. oh we're just engaged I should just be really happy but there was a part of me but that you wanted, wanted you yeah. wanted that that's oh yes number you know reason number five million why I just love this whole story is that you also it doesn't have to be an either or right you can like piece by piece by piece have exactly what you want on your journey you know but to it's like how many women are just walking around the world thinking like Oh, mate, when is he gonna like surprise propose to me? You know, the number of women that are just like pent up and like, when is he gonna propose? And you know, there's not like a clear agreement around it oftentimes, I think. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty in just creating that agreement together and getting to have a big to do like you want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it just like I I I just I'm so well devoted to my own desire like that is like I'm so devoted to following what I yeah what I feel called as my truth so my desire mm-hmm. that yeah. like I'm like oh I, I want to get married to him oh and I want a production it's just like I just do that when I hear yeah. it, I just do it 
You just do that. Yeah. I mean, and if I just, you know, look at your life, you're keeping it pretty freaking hot. So, <laughs> uh, so Kui, um, I have to ask, what is it like to have sex with you? <laughs> Easy question. Uh, I would say, A, I'm quite lazy. I just love to receive, you know, I, uh-huh. love to I can receive a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm putting attention on someone, I love to take them out of control. So mm. like what you experienced where I was like doming you is the same. Yeah. Years. I love to put that focus attention on them and drive oh. them wild. Yeah. Incredible. Okay. But I want to zoom in on this like receiving thing because you called it lazy. I want to just challenge you on that for a minute because like feminine reception um, and surrender doesn't mean do nothing. It's like, it's an art. You're right. It is such an art. I like, I love it. I like lounge back and like receive. Yeah. 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 There's a, um, there's just a beautiful energy there. And, and that's the thing I want women to hear right? Is that you're not just like lounging back, like, oh, suck my pussy or whatever. You're like luxuriating in the attention like a cat. That's at least how I imagine you. I don't know. Oh, I feel like I was a cat. Yes. And sometimes <laughs> I will direct my man with my hands. That does happen. Yeah. Too, which is hot. I do enjoy mm, it. Amazing. Mm, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, as we, yeah, as we start to, um, wrap up here, um, I'd be curious, um, to just hear, you know, for women that are like, okay, I see the thing, but I don't know how to really give it to myself in the way that Kui does. What would you say to those women? Yeah, a few things. So firstly, establish some kind of practice around getting in your body so that yeah. you like light up your sexual energy with some sexual practice. Get it, get those juices going and build up that practice and then find like sisters who'll support you on this path and who like raise you up when you go after the crazy things you want to go after. Who won't be like, oh, are you sure? You know, friends are like, oh, that's so hot. You want to do that? Amazing. Yeah. And then then work with a coach. I have worked with a coach nonstop in some shape or form for the past three and a half years. It's like someone, it's like a way holder, someone who's done it before you, who can, who can show you the way and hold you in, because it is intense. This is a pathway. It's not easy. It's not like, whoa, I did this overnight. It's a practice and being held in that. Yeah, I love that. This is um this is a practice and it's it's not like you all of a sudden got to a destination. It's really just you're on this ever-winding pathway and you don't really know where it's going to go, but you have Oh my god. I wish I did. <laughs> I'm actually glad I don't. I no, been- but it's that's the it's other thing is it's so hot to not know. Right? Oh, that's gorgeous. Well, and speaking of um, coaches, 
Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you're working with these days as a coach um, and how, uh, how somebody could just get in touch with you if they're interested in your work. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So, so at the moment I'm working with a lot of people one-on-one and I'm in like this like creative cauldron creating different programs at the moment that I'm about to launch really soon. That Ooh, are, like, hot. Juicy. I'm really Ooh. excited. I'm not going to say more until they're out. Um, and if you're interested in knowing more about what I do, find me on Instagram under Queen you can find my podcast in bed with Kui on all major podcasting platforms or find me on Facebook and yeah, connect to me. I'd love to hear from you if you have questions. Amazing. And we'll put all of that uh, juicy stuff in the show notes as well. So, so the people have the links. Thank you. I'd love that. All righty. Amazing. Thank you so much um, for being here, Kui. This was an absolute orgasmic delight for me. Oh, you're so welcome. I loved it. It's so fun. I haven't told that story like that. So I'm so glad I have the space to tell everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.